Been a long time, shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step to. Step to, step, step to step to. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, citizens? I am your V Podcaster host, Jay Starks, and welcome to the Bingo Book Podcast. We are on episode 14. And, you know, we are excited to have you a part of our journey, of course. Of course, shout outs to our returning BOMAT members. Rather you're in a live chat, I see you, big, standing proud and tall. I, I love you, bro. I appreciate it. You know, if you in the comment section, whether you're on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook page, or, and of course, to our listeners who are listening directly from streaming services, wherever you get your BBP podcast from, we appreciate you. Okay. Well, we do have to talk about our anime for the winter 2022 lineup and our discussion for today. So let's go ahead and move on over to my office and uh, talk about this chaotic day. <laughs> I see I'm standing tall, 10, 10 toes tall right now. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and take our, take our move, shall we? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, dang, I didn't, I didn't even know Jay was that tall. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. Of course, uh, we have our list for our animes that we'll be discussing. I'll bring that up now. We have Tokyo 24th Ward, Sasaki and Miyano, Tribe 9, Love of Kill, Attack on Titan, and of course, our Demon Slayer we bid farewell to a couple weeks ago now. Uh, if you're new to the channel and you're listening to the pod for the first time, uh, we do review anime here. We look at three key factors. One, being animation. Two, story progression. That means uh, how the story goes from A to Z. And then dialogue, which is, you know, all the good bits and bolts that go into the writing and the voice acting, all the things that make the show so great. So let's go ahead and discuss the first anime for our discussion. And that will be... Tokyo 24th Ward. Now we are on episode 9 called Silver Salt. Now... Listening, like just thinking about the title, I could not put my finger on what this was at all. I, 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 like nothing was coming to me. I was like, okay, it could be about mining salt or something about silver, but it just didn't really make sense. So I just kind of threw my hands up and I was like, okay, I'm not even going to try. Let me just watch and see what, you know, what this is all about. And I would say for the most part, we got a, a flashback where we looked at um, you know, the adults of the show and pretty much how the Tokyo 24th Ward came to be. And I, it was really cool getting some insight, seeing Koki's mother, because uh, she was this, you know, um, well-known researcher that was, you know, brilliant beyond her years. But she made a miscalculation with one of the devices that she created, which was supposed to be able to detect a crime or incident before it happens. So it's kind of like when you think about the autonomous vehicles that we have right now, the electric vehicles, where there's, uh, you know, a, a technology embedded inside of it that can, you know, tell like, okay, 
uh, we're getting really close or I see some debris coming. So it'll make the car stop and things like that. Well, you know, this anime takes it a little bit further and is able to detect, uh, you know, uh, events before it happens a few seconds before and anticipation uh, for a girl that was almost about to get ran over in the street. Uh, she kind of hijacked the, the technology and tried to, uh, and avoided, you know, really, you know, crashing into the girl. But in the end, one of her close friends ends up getting hurt because of that. And so it, it was just a really, it's like Tokyo 24th Ward is such a, uh, vivid anime because it really does go deep in kind of human experiences. And I just, I, it, I'm still kind of shocked by how, like, I was not really expecting this looking at the plot, you know, they, they like, they really meant what they said in the, at the plot. If you read it, they talk about how, uh, you know, these three boys, they end up, you know, uh, going through a tragic event that drastically changes their lives. And I would say that all of these ripple effects that are happening definitely, cha you know, change the lives of all of these people. So it's, it's really crazy what's going on. But um, one of the major lines that uh, Koki's mother said that I just, you know, couldn't really, you know, shake off or forget. I thought it was really important to note uh, she had a conversation with Sujigawa. Uh, I'm pretty sure I like I'm saying it all wrong right now, uh, but she was talking about her, you know, deciding to become a teacher and, you know, kind of leaving the world of being a researcher and and trying to, you know, push technology and instead becoming a teacher and more so about, you know, educating the youth and being someone that's very communal and, and trying to help bridge the gap before between like the poor uh, and the wealthy. And you could see that she was actively doing a lot of things to try to improve things around the Tokyo 24th Ward, Shantytown, and, uh, and uh, you know, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, but in speaking to her friend, she said, hey, you know, you know, I'm in a position where, you know, it's all about reaping and sowing, sowing and reaping. And as a teacher, you know, I'll take care of the sewing portion. And, you know, to her best friend, she says, hey, uh, Sudagawa, you can take care of the reaping. And so if you think about it, you know, sewing is like uh, planting something, planting a seed, uh, embedding something to to grow, to, po to prosper. But it's going to take time. And then reaping is... You know, hey, now it's it's grown, it's it's ripe, it's ready to go. You can unearth it, you can pull it out, and it's ready to go. And you know, uh, the parable is basically saying, hey, like, uh, you know, I'll start the foundation of taking care of our children. You know, when they get older, I'm going to need you to be the one to kind of take the reins and help them, you know, become, uh, you know, bright, you know, men, women, and and so on and so forth. So, uh, just just really cool hearing that because I feel that way when it comes down to people in our society or, or, or just myself. Like if, if I was to put myself in that position, I feel like I'm more of a sowing person myself than a reaping. I would rather implant seeds and help, uh, you know, kind of get the ball rolling for, for, for others and, and to get into good situations. And that might mean that I might not get to see the benefits of, 
their labor and, and, and what have you. But I'm usually not really in it for that. I, I, I'd rather make, you know, plant seeds instead of, of uh, you know, good f- fortunes for people. Uh, but, you know, it, it did make me think about a, a, a story when I was doing community service. This is like way back, uh, you know, in my uh, r- like mid mid teens, I guess you could say. And it was so crazy to me because these these kids that we were, uh, I guess you could say, taking care of. It was, you, some people would say, oh, like you were kind of babysitting but no like the the community service that we were, I was doing was about plants and you know how to teach the children how to grow vegetables and fruits and you know recycling and you know just all the green uh benefits that you kind of see people doing now more so uh you know we that was that was definitely something that I was uh interested in back then for sure and uh, we got approached by uh, just the kid. One of the kids got approached by uh, a boy who was riding this bike, this pink bike. And next thing you know, one of the girls that's a part of the camp, she says, "Hey, that's my bike." Now, mind you, like this is kind of a you know a, trying to summarize this quickly. But the girl had told us a stories about her pink bike and how it had these beautiful. Uh, star stickers and you know just uh, rainbows and stuff like that on it and so when she screamed and said hey that's my bike you know me and one of my friends we jumped up quickly to like go pounce and stop this person that was on this bike and we stopped him and lo and behold we're looking at this bike how i mean just by random circumstance we look at this bike and it literally has all of the stickers of uh, stars and rainbows and all that, exactly how the girl in our camp was talking about. And I was just like, <laughs> I feel like, what? Like, this is, this is so like severe, like really, really crazy. I can't believe this is, this is real. Like, you know, I mean, some of us, I would say, kind of wrote her off as like, oh, she's just, you know, saying stuff just to get aroused out of people and make people feel sorry for her. But I mean, I, I, I believed her when she told the story, but actually seeing the bike at the time was like, holy smokes. Like, But why? Like, why now? Like out of this whole scenario. So anyways, we start questioning a kid, Hey, where did you get this bike from? And, and things like that. And, um, you know, he goes on to say like, you know, it's my sister's bike, and you know, I, you know, I, I, I was going to the store and things like that. Now, in my, I'm just being honest. In my neighborhood where I grew up at, no, look, this might be triggering, but I'm just saying, I'm just, you know, this is just how it was. You know, no guy really is riding a pink bike down the street unless they want to get clowned and joked on, because that's just how it is. Like. People are going to jones you. They're going to high side. They're going to talk slick. They're going to say all types of stuff. You know, they're going to roast you. Uh, what you know, all any kind of word you can think of, like you're going to go through all of that. And so, to, for this to be a scene to be happening, it just didn't really make sense. It wasn't adding up to what like what this guy, this kid was talking about. So, you know, we. I said, hey, like, you know, we want to get your address, where you're staying, and blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, like, I live right up the street, whatever. He's like, okay, like, we're going to follow you. So 
we try to like get this contact information and everything. And next thing you know, like the kid breaks away and bails off. And uh, long story short, the bike ends up getting uh, turned over to a homeless per- guy. We, I end up seeing the homeless guy like some randomly in my neighborhood again with this bike. And I want to say a police officer was like nearby and I pointed like, hey, like that's a stolen bike. And he went after the bike. But uh, the, <laughs> the ending was not good because the family, uh, even though the bike was confiscated and impounded, uh, the girl's family did not have the paperwork to prove that they had the bike because unfortunately the mother threw the, the paperwork away. And, you know, so the, that bike is probably sitting somewhere rusted and nobody can get it or it got auctioned off or something. It's, it's just, it's bad, but <laughs> talk about the chaotic times. That's just like one like small story. I've had so many things happen to me. Like when I, especially when I was younger, it was, like just crazy days but um yeah i mean with tokyo 24th ward this episode nine the animation was good the story progression was great like i I mean i was so in tune to everything that was happening in this episode and us kind of getting uh, somewhat of a history lesson of things that happened and how the storyline progressed and it was it was really uh enjoyable to watch the dialogue was great i mean they just paired up and married like so well uh but in conclusion this was a a really great episode i mean my emotions were straight up tingling like i i I was definitely uh, tear jerking i shed a few tears because it was moving it was just you know you see people wanting to do good things in their community and then you know misfortune ends up happening you know and you know, people are left to kind of pick up the pieces. And it's always sad, you know, seeing uh, good people go out, you know, on a, on such a, a bad uh, situation. But okay. And we move. We move forward to our next anime title. And that is Sasaki and Miyano, episode nine, called I Want to Take Care of You, Senpai. I mean, it's just, I mean, the title just says it all. And I got to tell you, like, just watching Miyano and his uh, conversations with Sasaki is just so, like, heartwarming and melting. And, man, they're just so cute. Like, that's just all I mean. That's really all I can say. But (laughs) the big thing that kind of picked, you know, poked out to me between uh, you know, or rather in this episode is Miyano. Uh, he was trying to take care of Sasaki because um, he was sick. You know, he saw that he was uh, sneezing. And so he asked him like, hey, like, are you are you OK? Like, you know, do you need help? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to go to the nurse's office, uh, but the nurse isn't here. And so Miyano says, OK, don't worry about it. Like, I, you know, we'll, I, you know, he opens up the door and says, I think I know where like some of the stuff is. You know, let me check your temperature and, you know, just, see, you know, make sure that you're OK. And, you know, as they're having this you know, whole conversation, um, you know, Sasaki is like, hey, like, you know, I, I you know, I, I probably will go home. And Miyano's like, yeah, you, you definitely should go home or whatnot. But, you know, let me get, you know, wait for me to get the. Um, nurse and they can take you home. And he's like, you know, Sasaki's like, no, like I can take care of it myself. Like, don't, 
don't worry about it. I, I, I'll be, I'm good enough to where I can walk. And, you know, then he starts sneezing up a storm and coughing. And so Miano becomes even more concerned. He's like, well, okay, if you feel that way, but I, you know, I, but I, I'm going to at least walk you home uh, because my way to, you know, your, the where you're going is basically where I go to go home too. So it won't be that much of a hassle. And Sasaki is just, you know, just blushing for days and asks Miyano, like, why, why do you, like, why do you want to, why are you doing so much for me? Like, why would you walk me home when I'm sick? And, and you know, Miyano goes, well, it's because I want to take care of you, senpai. And I, <laughs> I just, I was just like, oh man, like that, that was just so, it was just too, too, too cute too cute like it was great like that just seeing him being so concerned and so pure in that moment uh, it just it was just everything and uh but me you know with that being said Sasaki was kind of you know he really liked the fact that Miyano wanted to take care of him but at the same time he was also thinking like is that all I am to you is just your senpai like I'm, I, like I'm not more. I hope, like I want to be more than that to you. And the way you're treating me, it feels like it's more. But I can't get a read on you. And he's like frustrated by not knowing if Miano likes him or not. You know. And so <laughs> it's just that continuous strife. But but in within that, you know, uh, as Sasaki ran into Miano trying to go to the nurse, uh, Sasaki goes to say, hey, Miano, like, what happened to you? Like, why are you here by the nurse's office anyways? And Miano's holding his hand and says, oh, I'm in a cooking class, and unfortunately, I can't cook, and I burnt myself. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> Miano, you just ruined it. You ruined it for so many people because you can't cook. Uh, for me, I'm sorry, but that... That's rule number one. If you cannot cook, I don't know if we can be a couple. I don't. I don't. Like, that's important to me, you know? I mean, yeah, like, I could say, okay, Jay, well, you chef, you chef, and that should be good enough. But, like, no, because there's some times where you might want to take days off from cooking, and you want to be dependable on your, you know, your partner to be able to put things together. And if they can't, it's like doom and it's like, okay, well, we might as well just order something. And that's not cool in my opinion. Like, and like to, to have a collaborative effort and say, Hey, we're going to order something together. Yeah. That makes sense. But and that's cool. But because you just can't flat out cook. Nah, I, I know. I can't, I don't know if I can spend the rest of my life with you. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, the animation was good. The story progression was great. I really liked how the story is moving along and uh, we're even getting to see them in a, kind of this festival mode where they have these kind of events and they throw on um, different costumes and talk about cultural references, which is really cool. And that, that does happen in Japanese culture a lot. And, and I mean, festivals... Uh, in Japan are, are plentiful. Matsuris, they're, they're, they happen very frequently and uh, they're a pretty good time, I'd say. Uh, so yeah, in conclusion, and the dialogue was good. So in conclusion, it was a good episode. Uh, very cute moments, especially from Miyano. And I, I just, you know, it was, I can't wait to see 
the next episode, which is titled uh, Love from the little teaser clip that we got. And so I'm I'm pretty sure that this is going to be the moment where we get to finally see them kind of uh, union on something. <laughs> All right. We're moving on to our next anime title. And that is Tribe Nine. Tribe Nine. Episode Nine called Walk Off Win. Uh, you know, because this is a baseball related uh, anime, it just makes perfect sense that this is about someone hitting the home run, basically. Like it just that it just screams that. And that's exactly what it is. You had Taiga who made his uh, introduction back with the Minato tribe gang so uh, flawlessly. And it was, it was just, it was so cool because I want to think that maybe a lot of people when they first saw Taiga, because he's so boisterous and loud and maybe even a bit obnoxious that, you know, anytime he's on the screen, you know, people kind of look the other way and say, ah, it comes that annoying character again, almost like a an Asta character from Black Clover in a way. But you no, know, so I'm like seeing Taiga come back into the fold, and he automatically gives this whole crew like a jolt of just great energy. You know, he brings the energy, the good, the good vibes, and makes you want to work hard and try. And I, I just, you know, and not only that, but he's also the comedy. Uh, piece, uh, you know, very much so with this anime as well. But uh, one thing that we definitely learned throughout all of this, especially in this, in this episode, uh, Sonoda is an absolute certified loony. <laughs> that dude is crazy. He is crazy. Like, but 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 I would say with that craziness also comes his coolness. Like that's what makes him so cool. You know, and so if you're uh, riding along the edge, you like edginess. Like I'm sure that uh, Sonoda is definitely one of those characters that many people enjoy. And I mean, I can't even blame you because he looks pretty awesome too. Uh, but uh, Tiger was hilarious. There was a part uh, in the anime where, uh, you know, he ends up meeting one of the girls from Sonata's crew, uh, the Ota clan, uh, the Ota tribe, I think is what the name of it was. And, you know, she sees Tiger for the first time and she automatically like her brain makes this beautified, handsome image of of Tiger and she's like love, like instantly falls for Tiger and she's tied to the hip anywhere he goes. And so, you know, it looks like Tiger got a little him a little girlfriend now. So that's like, oh, isn't that cute? But uh there was a really funny parts in this episode. Um there was a part where Oh, I forget his name uh, runs for me, but he leaves the cafe where the Monado tribe is and leaves his his tribe pennant behind because he's going to leave them for good and move on to get his revenge. Uh, and, uh, and next thing you know, the whole gang, uh, the whole Monado tribe ends up outside saying, hey, like you left this pennant, like, you know, you're a part of our team, so... You know, why do you, why, you know, why, uh, you know, you left this, you know, here, like, take it back. And, and, but the thing that, like, really just floored me, he says, the reason why we we knew that you walked off is because before you leave, you got to spin three times in meow. 
<laughs> no, let me say that. Let me say that again. You gotta spin three times and meow. Meow. Yeah. I I just started laughing so crazy. It was so random. Like what? Like who 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 says that and who does that? But it's just it's. It was just so funny. I, I was laughing like really hysterically about that. Uh, but yeah, the, the animation was good. Story progression was good. The dialogue was good. Overall, this was a, a good episode. I, I think people are you know still on board with Tribe 9 and uh, they seem to be doing a decent job of keeping this thing uh, on, on board and, and making it an enjoyable experience for us so far. So keep it up. Okay, we move on to our next anime title, and that is Love of Kill, episode nine, called A War Trigger, A War Trigger. Now, you know, this This had such a broad, um, a, a, the title is kind of broad because the last scene that we've seen in episode eight Son High ends up in this room where he's surrounded by all of these young, youthful uh, assassins, tr- highly, highly trained killers, basically. And they're all a part of Mr. Donnie, uh, who runs this uh, kind of operation of misfit kids that were, you know, either abandoned, uh, you know, put up for adoption, sold off because their parents were too poor or they didn't want them anymore and they were discarded. And so he, Mr. Donnie took it upon himself to train them and and took jobs uh, in order to, you know, uh, I guess you could say curate uh, decisions in the world or, you know, at least within uh, that region or in Japan. Uh, and so... You know, with that being said, it's kind of like, okay, he's in this room with all these killers. It's like a war all amongst all of them about to break out. Like, what's what's going to happen? Uh, and something somewhat uh, like that happens. But we find out that uh, Mr. Donnie's nickname is actually Trigger. Like, that that's a name that they gave him. Uh, and the quote comes from uh, his ability to trigger wars and i'm just like dang like <laughs> that's actually pretty deep you know to, if you're someone that can uh position yourself to where you can cause massive uh uh you know disagreements between uh nations or organizations or whatever the case may be like you definitely are a pretty bright person uh, but you know, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much like overall, like the 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 biggest thing with this episode. Uh, we got to see Song Ha, you know, trying to overcome adversity, and you know, I, I'd say that, um, you know, us watching him and believing in the good in him, we're trying to see like, okay, how is he going to escape this tough situation where you know he's you know he's going to have to defend against these highly uh, uh, you know trained assassins you know is he the alpha male that we think that he is and can overcome this situation and um (laughs) it's kind of like a yes and a no like he was able to overcome a situation but he got help from one of the members there uh but it seems like um he's being treated more like game uh like hunted prey and so they're leaving him 
to kind of go out there and uh, try to escape. And then eventually they're going to go on a move and try to see if they can capture him again. And I guess that's supposed to be the entertainment fun. But I mean, it kind of, I kind of get it in a way. If you think about it, uh, if you are like someone that's like super highly trained and you come across someone else that you hear constantly about in the news or in circuits from other organizations and you're finally able to be in their presence, if you're someone that's very competitive, you might say, okay, well, I want to really see how good this person is because of all of the things that I've heard that they've done. Uh, and I, I want to see how I measure up to this person. And you have a couple occasions where members of Mr. Donnie's organization, like a lot of them tried him, you know, tried Song High and, you know, just to see how good he was. And I would say Song kind of got the best of them from a mental standpoint. Uh, but one of the characters, and I, you know, I can't remember his name, but he has the red hair with the lip piercing. I mean, he looks just straight up cool, like super badass. And, um, but uh, he really kind of gave it to Song High towards the end. And so I'm really curious of like where the storyline is going to go because it really seemed that Song High is not as unstoppable as we thought he was. And it may be because of the injury that he sustained uh, in the most recent episodes. You know, it's, it's kind of hard to call it. But uh, in the end, you know, the, the animation was good. The story progression was good as well along with the dialogue. It was just a good episode. Uh, I, I, I probably would could notch it up to uh, maybe great on the, the, the dialogue portion, but it, it there's kind of bits and pieces where they're like stretching the conversation out and there's a little bit of a circle of, of, of them saying some of the same things. It's like, it's like repeating something, but you're just saying it in a different way, basically. And that's kind of what I felt about this episode. So I couldn't really score it that high, but overall it was still a, a pretty good episode. So I, I really don't have any complaints and, and looking forward to the next one. Okay. And we move on to our last anime for discussion. And that is Attack on Titan episode 84. Night of the End. Night of the End. Uh, I, 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 this was another one of those titles where I couldn't really decide exactly what this was going to be about because with everything that's going on and, and the pure mayhem that Aaron is, is waging, I thought it was like, okay, this is like the end of the night. Like people are going to get snuffed out. This is pretty much like the, the end, the, 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 the uh, swan song if you will <laughs> but no it wasn't it was more so of a gathering of, of people that are trying to stop Aaron from you know pretty much creating genocide and you know they're on opposing sides there are these uh, Marlians that you know was pretty much sought after to try to destroy everybody on the Paradise Island and then you have the Paradise Island scouts for the most part that are collaborating together and saying, you know what, we just don't want genocide to happen. Like, what well, we think that what Aaron is ultimately trying to do is wrong, and we want to stop him. And of course, you see uh, argue arguments kind of break out between them because they have differences of perspectives. 
uh, and their goals, especially in the beginning, were completely different. But now they're kind of finding their way into alignment with trying to have the same perspective and, um, you know, sharing a common goal. And, and yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you know, pretty much like the sum of this, um, you know, whole episode. And it, it's kind of uh, tragic as well, because you get to hear stories about, uh, you know, kind of remembering all of the scouts and people that have, you know, came and, and passed away, uh, you know, trying to, uh, you know, liberate the, the paradise people from these titans that have been, uh, you know, pretty much terrorizing the land. And, you know, it just makes you think like, uh, what if you were in a situation where your whole life was inside of these specific walls and the only way that y'all could uh, potentially uh, see see uh, have a better chance at life is you have to assign these special teams to go out and scout out new areas in hopes for more food, more land, new people, what, you know, what have you. And a lot of people sacrifice their lives uh, in order to get the information uh, to where the story is, where it's at now. So uh, it's, 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 man, this attack on Titan is such a hardcore uh, multi-layer anime. It's just so much going on. And, you know, once again, I'll say it, uh, and I'm, you know, sure in conclusion, once this whole season is over with, I'll say it again, that it's just a fantastic, phenomenal anime. I mean, just, it's, it's, it's going to be a cult classic, uh, when it comes to an down to animations, I can honestly see people talking about attack on Titan, the way that people have talked about, uh, dragon ball, um, you know, bleach, uh, you know, some, all of your like major titles, uh, that kind of, uh, been, you know, kind of went global and in their popularity, like it's going to be, if not already, it's going to be in the same vein, but well, I do find one thing to be odd with, uh, attack on Titan and I'm probably gonna, they might even have something for us later, but there hasn't been an attack on Titan movie. And I'm, I, I can't, I'm honestly, I can't believe that with all the hype surrounded by Attack on Titan that they haven't ever decided to do a movie like Demon Slayer has done, like uh, Jujutsu Kaisen has done. Uh, you know, a lot of these more recent animes that have bl like blown up huge have all kind of went to have like at least one film in the theaters and Attack on Titan has not done that at all. And so I honestly would not be surprised if they surprise us towards the end for like a, a, a one-off uh, movie. And like, this is the actual like ending of it all. Like the only way you can see the true ending is you have to go to the movies to see this. So I honestly would not be surprised if that, if that happens, but uh, the animation was good. Uh, story progression was, uh, it was great. Uh, the dialogue was I'm gonna say the dialogue was good. I mean, it definitely had some emotional bits that you know that I, I was you know kind of watering up on. Uh, but uh, because it's one some of those things is kind of rehashed moments, things that we kind of already knew about. It's almost like a um, a a flash, or not a flashback episode. I forget the episodes where they kind of like uh, do rewind and kind of walk you through what happened all the way till right now. It was almost like that, but uh, they kind of circled some newer dialogue around it too to kind of 
keep things interesting uh, amongst themselves. But in the dialogue, uh, you know, was like I said, was really it was good. But in conclusion, uh, it was a good episode. You know, I you know this is uh, a pretty relaxed uh, episode. It wasn't that much involved in it, uh, but you could see there like everybody's minds is kind of on the same page. And so as the next episode hap comes up, uh, I'm sure that uh, there's going to be a lot of moving parts and, <laughs> and some fights that are likely to break out. I mean, it just, it just lines up. It's lining up that way uh, easily, but okay. Well, Hey, if you are listening to us uh, from our DSPs, wherever you get your BBP podcast from, this is the end of today's episode. We greatly appreciate you for listening. And if you are watching us on our YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook page while we're live streaming, sit tight. We're going to take a